That's absolutely great timing, though, that you mentioned uh, not giving up, giving it up, and staying in because we were talking about wrestling, and, and I was, and I was mentioning pro wrestlers, you know, in in the big game and in, in WWF, if you will, uh, WWE, NWA, and so on. I told you they 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 have to fight to not laugh. <laughs> because oh so true oh yeah totally so you know but you know but so you know you know that's like ideally you know that's like you know doing improv or or if it's a, a scripted play on stage or you know even on camera it's like you know you want to get those yips out of the way I mean I mean you know you know it's fun it may be funny but. You're not supposed you're not supposed to give that up, but but see you got the reward in in the song or you know in in the in the music you totally did. Well, and and, and that, that's that's kind of the spirit and the vibe of it. Um, in the you know words and all, this this isn't always an ugly, this isn't always a pretty industry. All the glamour you see in front of the camera in the final edit. Like the ugly it took to get there. You know what I'm saying? To get to the finished product on anything, be it like uh, a theme song for a pod show, for example, or uh, a finely crafted uh, performance on film, or a really good song, or a really great stand up routine. All of that shit has been honed and honed and tried and filled and perfected and polished and post-produced and edited and scripted and cut for time, etc., etc. on the line. And people don't see that. They see the finished product. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I mean, you know, look, I mean, you know, I've done, you know, numerous projects, numerous background and so on. And, you know, you could be working... Or, or, or an ensemble, you know, you know, the dance number. I mean, like I worked on Grease Live. You know, you, you know, you could be doing that work for X number of days, X number of weeks, and the the payoff it could be just ten seconds. Absolutely. I mean, so uh, my favorite show, arguably my favorite show, is Twenty Four. You know, Twenty Four would take. Eight to ten to twelve days to shoot, and you know, you know that's, I mean, you know that's higher number of days for 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 a show. I mean, than normal. I mean, so you know that you know it. I mean, you know, it is a labor. It's a labor of love, and and you know what you see is what you get when you get that hour, literally <laughs> that hour of time. Yeah. I can, I can already tell by the concept versus what it would take to put that on celluloid from shit from a sound engineering standpoint. The, the synchronicity on that sort of directing and, and writing and pre-staging and back-end post-production, dude, that's slick. That's a lot of math. 
Like, people don't know how much math it takes to make a show that 24 be 24. Mm, indeed. I mean, and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, and for that show to, to keep the continuity with, you know, with their, with their creatives behind the scene. I mean, I mean, you know, if Keeper's doing it, then, you know, you've got a show and you've got a storyline, but then behind the scenes, I mean, I mean, you know, whether it was Cernow or Gordon or, you know, then, you know, John Kassar, you know, had a, you know, had a good hold of, you know, of shows. And then even Carlos Bernard, even Carlos Bernard, you know, he's playing Tony Almeida, uh, Behind the scenes, I mean, you know, he was a valuable source of, you know, for their characters, for their storylines. I mean, people do not know how many actors go uncredited as far as storylines, as far as co-producing. I mean, it happens all the time for decades. Yeah. Yeah, and a show like that is, um, is one side of the coin in that it's, Almost, dare I say, uh, I, I too scripted and too to the mark, to the letter, to the number on the fucking dial, um, and that in itself is its own masterful craft. It's like acting on a uh, Swiss on a Swiss timepiece sort of accuracy, and then you shift to the other side of the coin. Uh, live theater in its most abstract, physical, visceral, and absolute um, improvisational. You go to wrestling, like the the it's simple, not easy. You two boys need to go out in the ring and hold the crowd in the palm of your hand for forty-five minutes. Go fill that time slot. Go. And, 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 and you know, and we're, and you know, we're just starting, right. and we're just starting raw with the two wrestlers. We're not adding in managers. We're not adding in anybody on both sides of, of their of, of, of respective rings. We're not adding in. We're not adding in tag team. We're not adding in six man tag. We're not adding in battle royal. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying, man. This is just two boys. Knock it out in the ring for 45 minutes. Hold the crowd. Hold the crowd. Hold the crowd for 45 minutes. Um, this guy's gonna win, but make it look good. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Uh, that's what I want you to do. Go hold the crowd for 45 minutes. Good luck, boys. Mm-hmm. Like, have fun. Have fun too. <laughs> the only thing you can do in that situation is have fun. Shit. I'm gonna crack my beer to that very pointer right there. Then go out there and have some fun with it. On that note, that beer, that, that beer you know, crack. If you, if you ain't doing what you love, what are you doing? What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Well, look, if, this week, this week. Here's your hat. I, I heard that you know you know this week not counting what's up with our world, you know is pretty active. I mean, four twenty is speaks for itself. Then, because of Prince's passing a couple of years ago, 
I mean, even more people have prints on 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 lock and key for at least twenty four hours, and then today, the twenty second is Earth Day. So, you know, April's a full schedule. The only thing that we're missing are playoffs in baseball. That's really we're just missing. We're just missing playoffs in baseball, kids. Other, you know, and, and and a few barbecues because you should not be doing that. I don't think, but but otherwise, it, it, it you know it's it's a typical April. I mean, it's it's just Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day in April. I mean, I noticed the difference. Believe me. I I mean I I each day it's like. Did I really do anything? Even if I do something, I wonder if I did anything just because I'm not leaving the house. It's turning that way. <laughs> yeah, I figured you were taking a long swig, you know, and thinking of, of, of witty banner back. Go, go for it. And you are listening to The Hollywood Hustler with Kenny Smooth and downtown Charlie Brown. I wish you would. I, I, I you know, that, that, you know, I, that's all. The checkered, the checkered flag is always when I give, uh, you, know, you know, when I give our greetings and salutations. Okay, so you know, let it rip, let it rip. You know, it, it, it's 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 the week of green, for goodness' sake. Well, I mean, if I've got the complexion for protection, I might as well use it, right? Every once in a while. What you got? Um, I got, I got gratitude at the gate because you know that's the kind of motivational cat poster, fucking positivity pole guy I am. You know, it's been a good, long, heavy, hard day, but um. It's, uh, it's been wearing on me lately, and today has been heavier than most. Um, my dad's uh, 82nd birthday, if he were around still, uh, he'd be 82 today. On Earth so Day. It's kind, of, it's kind of National Fat Dad Day in my book over here. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a busy day, I haven't had a chance to really uh, sit down and feel that for more than five minutes and process that. Um, however... Again, I say, you know, I, I come out the gate with gratitude because I have a daughter in uh, California that uh, called me insistent. You know, she called me two, three times making sure I pick up the phone. I pick up the phone and she just wanted to make sure she called me and told me she loved me because she was thinking of my dad. And she couldn't call my dad anymore because he's not around anymore. So she thought she'd call me and make sure I'm good and tell me she loves me and she appreciates me and she's proud of me. And you don't you don't get many phone calls in life better than that one. Right. And uh, so and it was very timely. Um, her delivery. God bless her. She's got her father's timing. Yeah. She nailed it. All right. Because um, I needed it. Because again today. Hard, heavy day. Um, lot was bullshit and, you know, inner workings and relational problems with certain individuals and people trying to get a project done and, uh, 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 playing referee, among other things. It's, it's been a day, but, um, I miss hockey. 
combination of like like out here and on the like out here in LA land it's it's 80s put you know pushing 90s uh 90s really tomorrow so you know there, there's that itch to do those sunny outdoor things and you're limited and and you're not supposed to and Forgive me. 
I do listen to Sade, yes I do. I mean, uh, Sade, your, your, your seal, I, I, you know, I, I seem to be in, into an alliterative phase, yeah, easy to say, just roll off the tongue, but, you know, like, you know, I spent, you know, early in the week binging in order, Brockmire, Barry, and ballers. So, so I'm sure after I listen to my share of Prince, I'll probably go into the peas. I'll, I'll listen to some s- s- some pee funk. Yeah, exactly. See, I already know I'm a listener after Prince. I'll listen to some pee funk. Yeah. yeah that, uh, <clears throat> that, that theme song that the boys in Young Blood and I threw down last night, that is the uh, uh, end result of 30 minutes of two boy, two white boys trying absolutely as hard as they possibly can to replicate funk. You can you can hear the results. They speak for themselves. It's absolute fire. There's never been any music quite like it before. <laughs> See? Okay, I, I, I give you the the, the skinny on the uh, uh, on your Hollywood Hustler theme song demo version one. Demo version um, one. <laughs> Write. He, he he let him write 
the, the the opening theme, and for a while, I mean, if if not still officially, his son, his teenage son, made more money off of the music than his father made with the movie. Who knew? Suicide, suicide is painless. Refreshing to know. Now you, now, now you know, Ninja. Now you know. Now, I mean, so I mean, I mean, you know, all all kinds. I mean, again, like like I said, I mean, you you can have a happy accident, you know, in the laboratory by all means. I mean, those are preferred. Those are preferred, kids. Thank you. Here's here's a happy accident. I'll uh, I'll change my own and skate from a negative pole to a positive pole real quick. Well, you were negative. I mean, you, I mean, you were negative. Now, you, you know, you were you're just being not honest. Not to uh, shoot horn or scratch or pat my own back or whatnot, but that album, the quarantine sessions that we dropped on Friday, mm-hmm. it's like, it's Wednesday, mm-hmm. the following week, so that's five solid days. Mm-hmm. We're at almost 15,000 spins. Very nice. Well, you know, it's... It goes from zero to fifteen thousand, and then after you know, it's, it can only go higher than fifteen thousand. Totally. That's real, man. I can only go from there, and that's 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 real. That's already happened. Nice. It it's, it's, like, it's it's ongoing. No. It's ongoing, Papa. You know? Yeah. No, man. We are on fire out here. Fire. It's freezing ass cold, but we are on fire out here. It's freezing ass cold because we bring heat. <laughs> I told Slade last night, don't be burning the place down with your funky ass baseline. See, if this was, if, you know, if this, if, <clears throat> if, if, if your scenario was, was like a night where you would go to a Harvard and Stone or a Kingston's Mine, I'm sorry, no, yeah, Kingston Mines, where it's a cold, crappy night. And you just walk in, and the music's hot, baby. The music's hot. Here we go. Here we go. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't miss snow and cold a lot, but there, there is a magic to those snowy, cold nights when you, when you leave the street and you walk into one of those bars or one of the, or one of those music clubs oh man i mean the, the magic does happen that's ooh, that's fun that's i mean you know you know those are the stories that you want to tell i mean those are stories that you're looking for yeah no and i had one of those evenings last night at the end of another like long productive day i'm trying to do this thing um we have this thing at the office where instead of 24 hours in your day, mm-hmm. why don't you crunch that into three eight-hour mini-days, right? And so I'm trying to bag out two eight-hour mini-days, and so at the end of two long mini-days, 16-hour day last night, right. I'm having my uh, beer right. and my uh, a cigarette, and it's just flurry with fluffy snow. And man, there is nothing more magical than watching snow just... Fly around, it's do it do its fucking snow thing, man. It's all still, it's all crisp, it's all clean. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Oh, I mean, I mean, well, doing those bar walks in the winter time. I, I mean, 
it, 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 I mean, it all, I mean, need, needless to say, I mean, it always looks better when it's clean white snow. I mean, you know, then when it, when it gets all the mud and the slush, I mean, it, you know, it takes away the magic. It totally takes away the magic. I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, that's true, that's true. I, oh yeah, I mean, it does. You know, then, you know, then you add a few bodies, you add a few humans, you know, then you get your wardrobe right. I mean. I mean, I you know, I always like gentlemen in dark coats. I always like women in white coats with with the white snow. It's it's a thing with me, and I mean, and and, and oh, I love the way it looks. I mean, it just it, I mean, it has a good look. I mean, a a woman in a white coat in 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 falling snow. It looks good. Looks good. So, I mean, I mean, you get those, and like I said, then you just like go into, you know, you walk into a place, and the music is going, and and of course, there was a time where you know you've got the music plus the cigarette smoke, <laughs> and I mean, and, and you know, and, and and the loud conversation, and I mean, and, you know, the bar, just find the you know the bar is its own magnet. I mean, all you want to do is just get a drink in your hand and and really mix it up and mix in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, right. I mean, I mean, I mean. I, Played. I mean, I mean, you don't have to do it, but I've had a couple of friends that have tried to play the A to Z bar game. Just name a bar from A to Z in your life, past or present, that you've been to. And you know, for some people, they that may not be a good thing and a good look, but it's like, I mean, it, it just means that you know, in every alphabet, there was an attempt to have some fun somewhere, at least once, at least once. And believe it or not, I, I I completed it from A to Z. Like there's actually some bars with X's and Z's that I've been to. <laughs> it's it's been done. See, that's dedication, my friend. You can't teach that kind of skill set. Well, I wasn't trying to do it. It just happened very organically. You know, you know, the, you know, <laughs> you know the way Prince wrote his music. I mean, like. I love watching the 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 clip on YouTube where Prince is with the Muppets, and the Muppets are asking about writing music, and you know it is Prince, and you know Prince can you know write a song about about you know raspberry about raspberry berets. I mean, come on, I mean, so you know, you pick up that torch there, and it's like I mean, I was. There's always a song from Prince that you've never heard of. I mean, like the last 36 hours. I mean, just li- listen to it. There's I mean, tons, tons of music of Prince's I've never heard. It's like it, it's amazing that, that some of his songs don't don't crack the top 40 even in 2020. I mean, just I mean, I mean, he's got a vault. He has a real vault. songs I have listened to, but then of course there's the dozens, hundreds, hundreds 
hundreds of songs uh-huh. that maybe Kenny Rogers has written here, and and then you, you, you can, like I said, Prince, I mean, you know, you, you pick an artist, I mean, and, and, you know, whether you're in your 40s, 30s, I mean, you're always, ideally, knock on wood, discovering new music and new musicians, I mean, I mean, you, you grab a hold of that, I mean, and, because, you know, once you discover that musician, yes, I mean, there's, I, there could be hundreds of songs that, you know, you know, that you're going to listen to from that artist over the course of time, and any one of them, you know, you know, could be life changing, life affirming, life reaffirming. Woo, <laughs> woo, Ric Flair, woo. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's powerful. It's it's powerful as fuck. I mean, I mean, and you know, and then with Kenny, you can go, you know, you listen to the Gambler, and then you know, down the road, you know, you might hear, oh, he's he's singing a duet with Dolly Parton. Okay, I'll I'll listen to that. So you do that. I mean, and you know, and you know, that's around you know the time where you know Dolly is really growing. You know her name with nine to five as well. You know the song and the movie. So I mean, you know, you've got that combination there. And then you know even before that with Kenny, you know he you know he's fronting uh, the group uh, the, the first edition. 
and and you know you know people know of Kenny, but you know there's one you know one of their side men, uh, Mickey Jones, who went on to have a you know a long career as a musician and as an actor. I mean, and like if you if you needed a a tough looking biker dude with the beard and the long hair. You probably saw him in the 70s or 80s. Uh, if you ever watched uh, the old uh, miniseries in show V, he was he was one of the mercenaries with Ham Tyler. He was Ham Tyler's buddy. I mean, and like I'll never forget. I I worked the Oscars in different different jobs for like five six years, and one of those years, I saw Mickey Jones with his. With his people, and they were all dressed up in in biker black, just the way you would imagine Mickey Jones dressing up. It was awesome. It was like he, he, his people and him did not do the tuxedos. They were they were Mickey Jones and company. I mean, so you know, from Kenny, you know, you start peeling those layers of 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 all the, of all this talent. I mean, I mean, you would never know if it wasn't for Kenny. I mean, you might you, you wouldn't listen to certain music or watch a certain show or, or a movie because of Kenny. Absolutely. I mean, and, I mean, and, and look at the relationship that him and Lionel Richie had. I mean, I mean, that, you know, that, you know, they, the forces joined. I mean, you know, that's real shit, man. They, they got that done. And yes, he definitely, in his way, he made the world better than what, you know, before he came in, by all means. All means. You know, he made roasters, baby. Roasters. Chicken. Oh. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, all, all true. And, I mean, don't even get me started on Lionel Richie. Hello. There you go. Is it me? There you go. Or? Ding. Uh, stop you. I mean, you know, Lionel, Kenny, I mean, and you know, there's the one thing... Here's an intersection for you, speaking of speaking of theme songs and musicians and wrestling combined. I think I told you this, but it's it's a good time to this on our listeners as well. Uh, one of the guys instrumental in writing the uh, and performing theme song for World Wrestling Entertainment back in the Attitude Era, of course. You know when when Raw was War. Uh, it's uh, my my good friend Patrick Kennison, formerly of Union Underground. They wrote that song across the nation. That was uh, that was their doing.
that's going to be that's going to be a treat, I think, for us and for our listeners, because uh, this cat knows his shit. I'm just saying, Liquid PK knows his shit. Speaking of you know, wrestling and theme songs, we we could probably do a whole fucking show just on the shit he knows about wrestling from being involved in it. You know? Oh, absolutely. We'll see. All you had to do is say this cat here and see right away that's like that's your like stamp that's your like your sammy stamp of approval like you know this cat here babe he 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 or she they know the ins and outs the nuts and bolts i i listen to what they say okay you know they, they are gold babe so let's take a trip yes mm. well i'm you know, this is a work in progress, so there are definitely guests that will be coming up in our later shows, so, yeah, look forward to that. I mean, you know, you know we just go with guests, we just go with guests at a time, just go guests at a time, I'm good with that, I mean, I mean, you know, there's one thing that we have at this moment, is a bit of time, so people are being called, and, uh. One show at a time, but you'll meet a whole range of hustlers. You'll meet a whole range of hustlers, and and find out what's up. So I'd be happy. I'd be happy. You be happy. We be happy. Uh, I'm gonna pause this. Hold on. dismiss the, the you know the, the body count and you just it's you can't it just it's not that easy to do you can't because i mean you know it's a lot like a lot of the waste in in a lot of the you know in a lot of the city dumps i mean you know after a few decades it, you know, it's like where do you put this i mean you you've got to figure out you know where you're gonna put this i mean it's not going away can't put can't you can't put it on the ground sweep it on the rug etc Because I mean, because I mean, because, because you still you still you still have a lot of st- you know you're gonna have some states that okay maybe knock on wood that are gonna open up in, in a few weeks let's say but you're gonna have other states that are still not gonna get the green light until June even up to mid July mid July I mean so. You know, all, you know, all, all the stress, and I mean, we're we're long way to go, long way to go, and 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 you know, we we've talked about this before. I mean, for the fact that you know, we are artists, and and we're so used to to using to having to use this alone time to to create stuff. I mean, it, we can do this. I mean, we can succeed. We can benefit. It's slightly easier for us. I mean, in versus. You know, everybody, you know, else that's 
losing their mind, tripping out, possibly thinking that they're possibly going to lose everything. Nah. interest for me to maybe go back to to go back home and do LA uh, a few times before I felt really good about myself and then and then there comes the first recession because you know it looks like we're gonna have another you know this one's ongoing then you know then there's the first recession and the and the and the transition with Obama's first eight years so you know, you know if you're a musician or if you're an actor or a writer or and you, know, and you committed yourself to to this industry in the in in the late '90s, and and you're 
and you're still doing it, and you're still loving it, and, and, and even on the bullshitty days like this, you know, you find a way to get through it, then, I mean, then you're where you're supposed to be. You, I mean, I mean, I can, I can think of many a reason with what's going on right now to stop. I mean, it's easy to do that. I mean, you know, a lot of humans are not built, you know, to, you know, to to keep on taking pain a certain way. I mean, it, it just it's not there. I mean, it takes a special kind of human to do it. And and you know, we are nothing special, but. Not every human can take the rejection and all the bullshit. It just, I mean, and, and, and the changes. I mean, you know, you know, humans on a, a lot of humans on the whole just you know, detest and cannot deal with change. Yeah, uh, yeah. adapt or die. Yeah. And the reason they the, the reason they say that consciously to you is because the human body. Uh, it loves its comfort zone. I'll take it back there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The revelation I had last week, like, man, no wonder, no wonder humans are such inherently comfortable, lazy, Netflix and chill fucking creatures. Like, our body is something somewhere like 77% water, and water follows the path of least resistance. (laughs) To the point, like, to the point where it carves out channels in the earth, it's so damn stubborn about its path of least resistance. You have to change the direction of the water flow. It's not a matter, you know, you have to change the direction of the water flow, but build a fucking dam and rechannel its energy and focus it through a point to get any sort of productive transformation of energy out of it. Wow, that was deep. That really was. I mean, and, I mean, and I mean, and and it's and, and, well, and, and it's stuff that's that's been said in different words before, but no, that was that was that had some power on it. I love it. That had some strength. <laughs> well, truth, and it's you know that's part and parcel with like I said, once you get on this uh, learning and growing tip, man, you'll. You go from learning something new every day to okay, I need to slow it down. I've learned too many new things today. <laughs> yeah. I had too many light bulbs. But really, I've had too many light bulbs go off this week. I think that's part of why today also feels so heavy. I've learned so damn much uh, in, in the last week or two, and it had so many light bulbs go off. It's like, do I get a few seconds? to catch up to all of this information and process it and integrate it into my own uh, daily habitual patterns in an effort to better and change myself. The answer is, no, I've got shit to do. But <laughs> this is some of the shit I have to do as well. You know, it becomes vitally important you take those uh, times for yourself because otherwise uh, the other shit's going to say in the same cyclical pattern and you'll keep getting the same results which for most people right now are pretty unfavorable if we're being honest yeah yeah well well look I mean you've taken away my habit you've taken away my pattern you've taken away my Monday through Friday 95 Come home Friday night. It's time for the weekend with the boys and mm-hmm. some NASCAR and some mm-hmm. beers and some hopefully Jason skirts at the bar. 
learn grammar on Sunday or, you know, the stereotypical shit. Yeah. Um, they've, in essence, quote, take it, I'm going to quote fucking South Park. Here it comes. They took your kids! Like, literally, our country is streaming education you know and, and I mean like school education I mean I mean you know as far as whether it's high school whether it's college whether it's getting a diploma I mean you know that's small towns that's big cities everywhere in between I mean even if it's you know just getting a GED you know where okay maybe at, you know, in 10 years what have you you've worked your way in fast food maybe you do wind up owning a, a McDonald's or something like that but for many others you know, public school systems. I mean, and and you have some teachers that teachers that are not committed. But I, you know, I read somewhere on social media, you know, where where you you have a lot of parents, quote end quote, right now that are being exposed right now. I mean, you know, whether it's you know the homeschooling, whatever. I mean, just and, you know, there's just a lot of humans, a lot of Americans right now. You know whether it's the job, whether it's the education. You know these things are exposing people, and that's what's making people lose their cool big time. Not just the money. The, I mean, the money is important, but you know that all adds up. I mean, I mean, I there, there are a lot of jobs I would have loved to have had, or I regret that I didn't take seriously. That happens. I mean, but you know. There are certain jobs that if I would have kept, maybe I wouldn't be in L.A. Maybe I'd still be in Chicago. So I have to accept that. But there are other people where there are other jobs where it, I mean, it does, I mean, it's changed your life. And, and there's no going back. And you have become this person that you never thought you would be. Oh, man. I mean, you know, people are flipping out. Some. Some.
you know, so of course there's going to be some pushback. Hopefully, hopefully when the dust settles, we come out of all of this bigger, better, faster, stronger. We need this kind of disruption as a country. Uh, like I said earlier, my uh, dad, when Yellowstone caught fire, said very crassly and very coldly, best uh, thing could ever happen to it. I didn't get it at the time, but I get it now because it bounced back prettier and fuller and more vibrant and full of life. And it, it makes Yellowstone green again. Okay? So I'm just going to say it. Well, 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 yeah, that's yeah, that's the old saying, you know. He, you know, he, he needs it. It's good for him. You gotta go through some semblance of rock bottom and bullshit and die because of your trauma and you just do not get it it just it, it it's it, it's um it, it's amazing i mean just you know ignorance education the home i mean i mean you could p- pick any word and there are just some that just it just doesn't register and you know that you know like i said when 9-11 happened even though i was in chicago i felt the sense of the country coming together uh you know, you know, you know, this this year's a little different because I, I I honestly think as each day goes along, even though you're getting the dissent the dissenters that want things opened up, I really believe that that's a minority, and I mean the numbers are showing that. I mean that that's a minority that the majority of people want the right thing done, and you know, and and are willing to actually have some good sense and and wait this out, and and yes. Better, stronger, faster. I'm, I'm, I'm always on board with with six million dollar man. Always. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was kind of his thing, I guess, wasn't it? The, uh, the better, you know, bigger, better, faster, stronger, six million dollar man. I never really got a chance to check into that show. Um, just to take before my time, because I'm still a young. Oh please. Yeah, the the you know the reruns were available. You could have seen it. You know, you know, I, I met a Richard Anderson. I mean, awesome dude. I mean, you know, it's always fun to meet the older actors. And it, you, know, you know, I met him during a screening of this uh, Rock Hudson movie Seconds for Turner Classic. And and Richard Anderson. This is about I don't know five six years ago, maybe seven. The the Hollywood word resplendent. He was resplendent looking in, in, in his in his white turtleneck and and white pants and and he had this fine brown brown jacket. I mean, he, I mean he, he, and, and a good tan. I mean like he, he was like George Hamilton like 3.0. I mean, does he look great? Lo- loved it. it was, 
it was a good yeah. game, so. He was actually, like, he was, he was pimping enough to, like, pull that whole outfit off. He, with, like, look, style he pulled that off well, Jack. He really did. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Like, like Mongo impressed. I mean, like, th- that was that old school Hollywood movie star look. And, and, and like, he rolled with it. I mean, oh, God. And he was so cool. I love lo- I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, can we dress me like that for some of the promo shots when they happen, man? I'm telling well, you. Well, see, well, see, and his look was basically the look that Leonardo had in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was his look. I mean, like, oh, God, it was it was dynamite. Like, the, the, the look that other men should truly follow, by all means, yes. Mm. Man, uh, yeah, I, I love me some, some fashion, fashion event. I, I've, uh, long stretched my wardrobe game oh. over years oh, me to be able too. to pull off damn near oh. any look, you know what I mean? So, retro, like, quality retro 70s Hollywood, mm. uh, I think I could pull it off. Man, I, I, I'd have to see it pull it off. Yeah, of course you could. You pull off. that shit off. You could. No, look, I mean, let's see. This is 2020. Make no mistake. I have come a long way, baby. Like, I mean, you, you know, you could still look good in a t-shirt and jeans, but when that's your only wardrobe, and and you know, you wouldn't get your color scheme right. Like for me, like it took until the mid to late 90s before I really got my wardrobe, before I started to get my wardrobe thing down and, 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 and you know, you, you, you figure out what colors do you look good in and, and then, you know, do, do I look good in, you know, in these, in these trousers here, these jeans there, this shirt here, this turtleneck there, but, oh man, I mean, that's one less thing to worry about if you're, a, if you're a guy, especially if you're a straight guy, like, you know how to dress. <laughs> like, I don't need help. I don't need my mommy. <laughs> right, but, you know, I'm going to tell you, as a qualified straight guy as well, don't be afraid to take that advice. Absolutely, you know, yeah. You know, like, too many guys are, like, so stubborn about their... Well, it's high. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well said. It's it's not just toxic masculinity or toxic femininity. It's just sort of a toxic human trait, if you will, that you you operate under the assumptions of control, Mm -hmm. safety, Mm -hmm. and I know with it, I got this. Like, and that is uh, alarmingly. Not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people won't own that shit. It just, you know, everybody's. I had a great thought today. I'm like, everybody's quick to take the credit. Oh but yeah. Nobody wants to take the blame. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Well, I take the blame or do the or do the work. Yeah. Well, 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 like you said, well, you know, it's I mean, it's the con- you know control and the power, and then you know, then you start you know getting those two entities up in the brain, up in your head, and then you start then then you start you know you know mixing in human nature and human frailty and, and the in these other little 
ingredients, and you know, then you know, the, the, you know, then you know, that's where we have the, the dramas and the conflicts and and the and the lack of communication because it's already been decided, and and there's no turning back because you know it's great that we're more sensitive now we're sensitive towards each other but now we're just too sensitive and we don't we don't want to listen to it all the way through i mean there's more than one side it's uh it was it was refreshing i was listening to uh speaking of uh podcasts one of the reasons i wanted to get into this game if you will to begin with was because uh, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts on the regular. I have my absolute favorite, and then I have a few that follow directly behind it. Um, and so I'm listening to Max Out with Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> his most recent podcast, um, talk about a couple of powerhouses having a conversation for an hour. Ed Milet and Gary Vaynerchuk go chopping at each other for about an hour and dude it was sickness it was absolutely I like I think three different times maybe four within the one podcast I had to hit pause wipe tears out of my eyes and reset myself for the next 20 or so minutes of conversation it's that powerful <laughs> nice seriously <clears throat> and like, um, it, it started with um, the all-in challenge, um, hashtag all-in challenge for anybody that happens to listen to this, because I believe in this movement, they're going big. Like, mm-hmm. you could have a speaking part in Leo and uh, Martin Scorsese's next film. Like, you could win a raffle and get drafted for a day in the NBA and actually play five minutes in the game. Okay, you could actually go film the, the fucking next music video with Drake, like like real, real shit. You know what I mean? Justin uh, Justin Bieber will fly to your house and serenade you if you win or if you donate enough. Right, like, right. And the whole, like all the proceeds are going to feed American families. Like such a noble, such a noble fucking move that the Gary V is pulling off. And uh, I absolutely applauded. And one of the things that he said that absolutely resonated with me and kind of circles back to the whole concept of why we do this shit to begin with, um, the four words that really, like, it, it inspired, I have a chorus for a song written for it already because it was so just in the moment, face splat, inspirationally put. He says... I can't breathe, yo. Ed, I can't breathe. I need the game. I have to be about this hustle I'm about. Uh, uh, I can't live without it. Right, right, I, right. I need the game. And it, it puts so much shit into perspective for me, personally, because... I've spent so many years almost running from and actively avoiding the shit I'm supposed to be doing the entire time, only to come full circle and realize, yeah, I get it. I need the game. Like, I've never been freer or happier or more at peace or more at war (laughs) with myself on both ends, you know, more 
alive, man. I'm just so fucking alive chasing this dream and doing this thing I feel I'm supposed to be doing. And, and when it sucks, you know, when you fly across country, for example, or you drive across country, you move across country away from your friends and family and your two jobs and your safe haven and your comfort zone, and you get there, and then the gigs dry up. Ouch, right? But somehow, I'm okay. I'm at peace. I'm cool with that because I respect its momentum. I respect that there's still time on the clock. And I respect that even when I'm down on the the fucking scoreboard and behind on points, and I need the game. It's as simple as that. Like, I, I'd rather be exactly where I'm at in an unfinished apartment with too much to do and not enough time to do it <laughs> and no money coming in and who knows when we'll get gigs back. I'd rather be there than where I was in the comfort zone. Uh, not just spinning wheels, man. I, I need the game. We all need a game. We all need a purpose is, is kind of the point of that statement, you know? And it was so damn uh, just pointed and beautiful and honest, you know? It's, it's what we live for. It's why we, it's why we do it. It's, it's, I'll, I'll quote it, you know? It's not about money. <laughs> it's about a message because really everything burns you know it's it's all it's all going to be gone at some point it's about what you leave behind and and how how much life did you squeeze in while you were leaving that legacy you know what I mean indeed indeed but that's just like my opinion, man, I could be wrong. And I'm in that sweet spot in life where uh, I'm okay with that too. If I'm wrong, sweet. Let's have a spirited debate about it and then a few beers and some communion. No, but, you know no but, but see, but there's so many, not so much, you know, before you, but before, you know, any artist, any musician today. So, like, you know, there are just so many others from the past. I mean, I mean, you know, that you know, on the road in the 30s, the 40s, I mean, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do, I mean, that, I mean, you know, pick a situation, you know, pick a region, I mean, just, you know, you know, with, you know, with, with, with that shitty bus ride and, and shittier food and, we're so soft now, Dave, oh, dude, man, like, we're so soft, yeah, oh, but, like, if I could take the referee helmet off for a moment and put the fucking hockey coach helmet or hat on for a minute, eh? You boys are soft and you need to skate some more and build your legs because legs feed the wolves, gentlemen. And y'all need to start working together and communicating and passing the buck and trusting one another and knowing where your position is and how to play it because the other side is beating your ass right now. You're soft out there. You, you got no drive out there. You got no will to win out there. And I'm calling you on your shit. 
that's the end of my coach rant for now, but I'm also going to try and build you up and encourage you and remind you that you're in this game for a reason because you love it. So go out there and have some fun, and maybe the results will come because of it. Stop attaching to the outcome so damn much and go play your game. But stop sitting on the damn sidelines. You know, and see, and that definitely applies to actors. Uh, like, like Shirley Knight uh, passed away, and and you know, and she, uh, she was one of those actors that it wasn't the quantity of the work; it was it was the quality. So she did a lot of stage work. She did her TV work. She did some movies, but. Right. She definitely had no problem, you know, in any kind of a forum talking about um, talking about actors and techniques and what we do, what we don't do. And, you know, you know, over the last 20, 25 years, you know, and again, you know, we're talking about, you know, it's great that as a human being that more and more people are are learning how sensitive, we, you know, they are, each other is, we're respective of that, but... When you're an actor, there's you know there, and I see it in classes and and the butting of heads with 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 fellow classmates and the teachers and and the actors and directors when it comes to certain roles or scenes where you know it's it's okay to question things, but when an actor fully decides that I'm not going to play this character the way it's supposed to be played, and it's got to be played the way that. I see fit and where, where you're taking away the vulnerability because you know, honestly that's what a lot of people want to see I mean they want to see an actor on stage on TV on film be vulnerable and and, and there are many actors and, and I've done it before on you know where we try to get away with that where if you can cut the corner and not have to show everything you're going to try to do that but you know you're cheating you're lying I mean you know the acting is all about the truth, man. So you cannot do that. And like I said, there are just a lot of actors that feel like, well, I'm empowered. I am me now. And they think that if if I if I do what the script says, that I'm going to be subservient. And that's not. That's totally not the truth. That I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, you're called upon for the job, you know, for this role, for this character to play it, play it a way, you know, and, and not, and not this whole 180. I mean, it, I mean, you know, it, it does not jibe and, 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 you know, and I've worked in casting, so I've seen it both sides. I've seen that. Oh, sure. And, you know, to use the analogy, <clears throat> unless you're on a breakaway or a shootout, which is one-on-one, you know, which is basically a monologue. Unless you're delivering a monologue, acting, also a team sport, whereby everybody hopefully knows their position, their part to play in the production, and executes somewhere according to the game plan yes. at the beginning of the performance yes. so that you get the favorable results. Yes. But like you said about cheating, cutting corners there, Every hockey player, when he skates back to the locker room at the end of the day, internally knows whether or not they left it all out there on the ice mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. the game. For when sure. Oh, the scoreboard, doesn't, yeah. scoreboard doesn't matter. Right. 
once the game is over and you're going back to the locker room to hit the showers. Mm-hmm. Same thing with acting, same thing with music in regards to recording or a live performance or stand-up comedy or writing. Did you pour it all out? Did you leave everything out there on the battlefield? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? And that's the question we all ask ourselves. And too many times, too many Americans, people in general, but I'll speak at least for a classic American male perspective. For sure. Um, too, too many times we go to bed saying to ourselves, no, no, I didn't. I cheated it. I got a 92% when I could have gotten 100. I still passed. I still get my trophy. I still got my A. But I know about that 8%. No, but that seven percent that's still left that I held back, and, and and don't do that. Yeah, that would that would be if if I was gonna wrap this in, in a message, that would be my end point. Man, don't do that. Like leave it all out there. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, you well, I mean, you know, the, the truth don't hurt nothing. That's really true. Yeah. No, I mean, well. When you write that song, you know, there's some truth in it. When you're on that stage, you know, you're you're giving some human truth. When, when, yeah, just, I mean, nothing beats the truth. And, you know, and when, you know, when you, when you have a group of people that are constant, constantly lied to every day, I mean, and, I mean, Something gives. Something has to give. It, you know, it gives. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the, you know, the, the biggest difference with it being 2020 versus any year backwards is we have the information. <laughs> we have access to it. You can't get around it. You can't hide from it. You know, we have the information. We have, you know, we have the truth. Now, you, you, now there's your version, so it's going to be one, something in between. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wrap uh, with the, uh, the Kenny Rogers analogy there, man. No one to hold them. Ooh. No one to fold them. Right? Um, there seems to be almost um, a, an unhealthy amount of Give no fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, that's been going on. For, well, it's been going on for decades, dog. Come on, decades. Centuries. Centuries. I'm here to tell you that there is a healthy amount of give no fuck. I I I am a qualified professional in an industry that insists that part of my job description is to put the middle finger up on stage in front of as many people as will witness and tell them. I give no fuck. I'm rock and roll. I'm rebellious. I have attitude. Fuck the man. It's in my job description, so I know a thing or two about it. Um, but conversely, boy, there is certainly something to be said for give a fuck. And this is a time, certainly as a country, where we all need to come together and give a fuck. You know? Like, stop being cooler than the other guy and start giving a fuck about yourselves, about each other, about your safety, about your health and well-being. Part 
pardon my unadulterated truth-spitting, if I may for a minute, but you motherfuckers out there will insure your cell phones, your cars, your pets, your laptops, your tablets, your homes, your boilers, your businesses, you won't insure yourself. I'm going to say that again. You will insure your phone. You won't insure yourself. At what point does the give no fuck thing run its course? And at what point do we start flipping the script and giving a fuck? This is this is why my favorite movie is Network. This is why this is why my favorite movie is Network. I mean, so you know, I. I uh, unbeknownst to me, Howard Beale Jr. is in the house. For Kenny Smooth, I am downtown Tony Brown. You all keep hustling. We'll see you again later on in your Hollywood hustle. Goodbye, everybody. Bad love, peace out. You have been listening to your Hollywood hustler. So long.